We've all been in a work situation where we felt like we haven't had the most flexibility um, in regards to what we can do within the job description, uh, finding ways to kind of break through and create a new vision for your work description. We've, uh, we dive into the different steps you can take to, to differentiate yourself at your company. We, we talk about the different ways that you can maximize your job position and make it better, make it easier for the next person. We talk about the important steps you can take individually to make your transition from college to this work environment as smooth as possible. Because it's, it's a tough transition going from college campus uh, to an office setting oftentimes where you're, you maybe not be up and about as much as you were in college. And it's, it's a tough transition for everybody. We just get into the different things that you can, you can do to, to brace for that change. And we talk about one thing I really liked was failing successfully. And yes, it is a thing. Um, we believe uh, that it's a thing uh, to fail successfully and, and how to learn and grow out of that. Uh, then we uh, talk a little bit into more of our book talk. Uh, we, we got back into that train, so I know we've been a little absent from our, our book talk, haven't gotten as nerdy with it. Uh, so we do get into that a little bit. And uh, then we finish with... Uh, reacting versus responding. Um, we provide a few examples in real life situations of, of the difference and, and what we think the difference actually is and how to um, do one better rather than the other. Uh, when you're in a tough situation, when you're frustrated, when you're pissed off, uh, when someone you know, throws you under the bus, does you wrong. Uh, so we, uh, we end on a, on a pretty good note too. So I'm excited for you, um, for you all to hear it and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Did I tell you uh, I had a homeless guy turn down a cliff bar last week? Yeah, you did. I was, yeah, so I was driving home from work, and uh, <clears throat> I like keeping, like, food, so I have cliff bars in my mental console just for, for that reason, and, like, I don't, like, tell a lot of people, but it's for the sake of the story. I thought it was interesting. I offered it to him just because I like giving that instead of money, you know, I just... Talking about the food. I'm all about the food. Um, and he looked at me and he shook his head no. And I was like, you don't want any food? All right. I put it away, rolled up my window. He wouldn't even take it. So I, I don't know. I didn't know what to think. I was like, wait, what? Like you're homeless? You don't want anything to eat? He must be used to a certain type of food. I, I don't know. know. I didn't know what I to think. Wanna, I don't, don't want to think like, oh, are you just like scamming me? You know, I know there is that that happens and a few ruins it for everybody, but I don't want to assume that right away. But I was just like, why would you not want this? Like if you didn't know where your next meal was coming from, this could probably get you by like a pretty significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hey, just, don't don't let it prevent you from offering it to another person. No, it, it definitely won't. And you know, whenever I'm stopped next to somebody like that, and I do have those in the truck, you know, I'll always offer it. But I was just like kind of shocked for a while. I was like, like I said, was surprised and unsure what to think. Like, if I were in that spot, I'd be down for all the help someone would want to give me. And then I forget where I heard it, but, and I haven't had the balls to do it, 
because I, I think it's a really good idea, but you just never know with offering something like this. But, oh, this is going to bo- really bother me. Someone said, if they were a homeless person, their sign would read, if you've helped someone already today, think of me tomorrow. And I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Because mm-hmm. how many people, including myself, are like, oh, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't helped in that way today. What, what can I do to help this person? It just makes you think in a completely different way rather than reading homeless, anything will help. But if you've already helped someone today, please think of me tomorrow. That's putting yourselves in the shoes of the person. Because they probably know that, that people don't do that because they may have already helped someone. So they're kind of one leg ahead and they yeah. are, yeah. But it's like, hey, I'll be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then the person's like, damn, yeah. yeah, let me help that person. It's a marketing game at the end of the day for them. Yeah, it just, oh, dude, it's it's crazy to me. And so... Like, probably the next hour that day, I kind of thought about that. I was like, why do you not want this? Yeah. Unless, you know, maybe, and this thought crossed my mind too. Maybe he knows of some foods he can't eat and there's something in that. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to assume the worst. I don't know. But I thought it was kind of interesting. I was just like, that really made me think for a second. Maybe he didn't even know what you were offering him. Maybe not. You know, maybe, maybe he had no idea. It's tough. To, it's tough to make a, a conjecture about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it won't deter me from from doing it again, and I'll always do it, no matter how many times I get rejected. But yeah, I thought it was just interesting interaction. Mm-hmm. That I definitely, I think I was taken aback by it so much because I wasn't expecting that response. But hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a thought that counts. We're trying. We're trying. So how you been? I've been good, man. Good. Ready to get into what we want to get into today? All right. What do you wanna What do you wanna hit? Well, I think uh, a lot of something that we dealt with, a lot of people deal with, is they go. They're in college for four years. They're in college for a certain amount of time. They're used to a certain routine every day. Yeah, where they they're on the go. They they're not sta- they're not in one place every day. You're in a class for forty minutes, and then you go to lunch. You lunch for an hour. You go somewhere else. There's very few times, I guess, for the exception of studying, because you elect to go study. Where you're in college, you're not forced to be in a specific area for a long period of time. But I feel like a lot of people, when they transition to the work environment, it kind of hits them because they do have to be somewhere for a certain amount of time for in a certain place and it's a weird transition i know that you and i dealt with it and i know a lot of people do deal with it as they transition from college to an office setting or not everyone's in an office setting but i think it's a big transition that people face and a lot of people struggle through and i think there's things that you can do to kind of familiar familiarize yourself with the, what you were feeling in college, like 
getting up and walking that you can implement to your to your work environment. Like one one thing that I like that my company did when I first worked there is they encouraged having walking meetings, like going out and and going outside and taking a walk on a walking path and discussing what you would discuss in the office out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, no, I've def definitely struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes still do. You know, like real life. Right. Like college teaches you everything, so you think, except real life. Yeah. And some people deal with it just fine. They transition just fine. Others don't. I thought I did. And then that was adding, I mean, I had a lot of other stressors six, eight, ten months out of school. I mean, we've discussed like depression, anxiety, but all that is also a part of such new things going on. And yeah, you have you have this or that, but transitioning from school, like that's an environment that you get really comfortable with for four years. It's a long time to be doing I mean, it's not the same routine every day, but your environment doesn't really change so drastically. Right. Like going from living in a dorm to a, say, any type of Greek housing or or different type of residential housing. You have a lot of people around you all the time. And then you're living with friends. Then you move into a house with a smaller group, but you're still around a lot of people. And then you either live by yourself or maybe one or two other roommates. And then you have a job where you don't know anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. And just like that, you're you're away from one of your most comfortable environments. Like you're gone. That's it. Here's your degree. Bye. And that it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty drastic change. And not a lot of people give into it enough of like, well, I'm about to really change a lot of things about my life. Like, what what should I do to mitigate that kind of fish-out-of-water feeling? And I don't know. There's, like, no class that's going to be able to teach you real life. I'm not saying that that's the answer. It's just, you know, I wish someone would have been like, okay, like, whether you think it or not, you're going to go through a lot of changes and it might hit you kind of hard or or something i don't know but like we we've, we've talked about relocation depression similar thing we get so comfortable with that environment like then you move mhm you know i've i have friends you have friends that are living by themselves somewhere my buddy Beefy lives in new york by himself doesn't know anyone there so it's like you just you never know what situation you're going to go into going from school to work or school to more school i i feel like that might be an easier transition you know even mm-hmm. if you go to a different state it's still kind of college you know so you're not as really out there yet and i'm not trying to offend people in grad school or do further school it's just for a perspective of like once you kind of leave that environment like we called it the butler bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. You leave that bubble. It's like, ooh. It's really different. Like, you're in charge. Yeah. Like, you're in control. Let me ask you this. Did you, when you were a student and you had multiple teachers that you were reporting to, 
did you feel more a more sense of independence and flexibility with the work you did in college? And then when you transitioned to your office job, did you feel more independent there? Or did you feel more independent in college? Oh, definitely more independent in college. Yeah. And I think that's 100%. the biggest thing. 100%. I think that's the biggest thing. It's the biggest shock to people. Because you go from making your own schedule. I'd say yes and no. Because it, like, so I, I have had an office job. I've had a couple. Like, that gets, I understand why that gets super cozy. You're not really pushed, like, beyond your means in any facet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that for every desk job. The ones that I personally had, I did not feel like I was being pushed, like, that little extra edge of, like, ah, I don't know, this is pretty uncomfortable. Like, yeah, your boss have, like, the, oh, where do you want to go within the company, maybe, you know, can I reach out to anyone for you? It's like, yeah, that's all well and good. But, like, what's going to make me be the best or push me to where I see this company investing in me, so I'm going to invest in my company? Mm-hmm. So... I mean, yeah, your your freedom is one thing, but I do see how that's why I say yes and no because some people feel like, all right, that's my job, those are my reports, then I can do whatever I want. I don't know, maybe I'm not fully understanding your question, but I felt like a report, like in school, I had a lot more leeway to do it how I wanted. I mean, you still had parameters given by your professor, but mm-hmm. I don't know, an office like. And, you know, when a company scales to such a an extent, it needs certain systems and protocols because, I mean, with the amount of people you have to be in control of, you have to have systems. So I get that too. But if we're talking about freedom, yeah, desk job, you won't have much. Exactly. In my, that's what I was my personal at. experience. And I feel like a lot of, that's a big struggle for a lot of people because you go from being on a campus where creativity is flowing, you can... You can go join this club. You can go join that club. You can take that class. You can, you can choose not to go to class today. You can go, you can go volunteer during the day. Yeah. But then people transition to a work environment where these are your weekly responsibilities. This is who you report to. You, you can't leave the office building to like. Someone's watching you at all times. You can leave to go fucking smoke your cigarettes. Yeah. I'm just saying. I feel like it's. uh, I think that's some ironic shit. Mm-hmm. I'd start going outside just because I wanted to be outside. I don't smoke, but I think it's funny they can let you go outside to smoke. But then they want you to stay at your desk and keep working. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, you're good. I'm trying to Yeah, I just think it's crazy, man, and it's and it's I feel like that's where a lot of people I mean that's where creativity's limited to and I feel like that's where that's why a lot of people hit that wall when they first get out of college is it's a it's a very tough adjustment and you're trying to wonder, oh, how can I kind of duplicate the creativity and freedom that I felt in college here? But it's so tough because you have I feel like you feel restricted in some way. But it doesn't have to be that way. I don't I feel like. Yeah. But it's tough. And some first. people love that environment. Mm-hmm. Some people love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a matter of going on beyond what your job description is and take it from the, the viewpoint, hey, like this 
I'm working this job and there's a job description, but, and there's responsibilities that I got to do, but I can frame this job experience and make it kind of my own to the point where I do my job, but I'm looking at the job with a more ideal vision of how to make it better. So how would you recommend people job search then? Because yes, a description can sound pretty money. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you don't really dissect it in an in-person interview, you might get into it and be like, wow, this shit sucks. Yeah. Well, I would- so, so what what is a key thing for a, a job search? Like do you somehow between, um, you know, whichever you're, you're using to send your application off, whether it's LinkedIn or this career, career builder, you know, all that stuff. Do you find something where it's like, okay, I think I might have a little leeway here to kind of customize it a little more to how I want. Or is it just destroying the in-person interview and like, okay, this is where I ask all my real nitty gritty and we have this scheduled time. If it goes this long, I need to know what I'm really going to step into. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just keep flip-flopping on jobs and keep going from this job to that job in small amounts of time. Yeah, I think so how, how it, all, it, all, it all starts with asking what you want to get out of a job, what you want to do with the company, how long you want to stay with the company, how you want to grow with the company. Ask yourself that question. And then you got to do the work on your own to find out if this position is going to be for you. And I feel like a lot of people head into an interview being fearful that, oh, they approach, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be good enough for this. But they should be approaching it as a conversation with the other person. Like, you got to kind of interview them. Are we going to be good enough for each other? Right. You got to interview that. Like people are so focused on it being one way and so it is giving the right answers, but ask questions like, Hey, how does the team work together here? What's if, if it's the manager of the team that you're applying for, be like, what's your leadership style? That's an important thing to know. So it's really the in-person interview is the key. It is. Okay. And I think not the only key. It's one of the keys, but I feel like you got to do research on your Major own. Major key. You got to research on your own end and talk to people who have done that position and have lived that experience okay. and ask what it was like for them. And you may not know people personally. That's where you got to get creative. And sometimes you can look on LinkedIn. You can filter people who have done it and it may require reaching out to a stranger that you've never talked to before. I think ask how their experience was. And I think asking tough questions in your interview. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the last interview I had, it was an office job and I was like, what, what's something you like and what's something you don't like? Like, what would you change? And I even joked and I was like, look, I'm not here to get you in trouble. I just want to know what you would change. Yeah. Like, I have things that I know I would change everywhere I've worked and where I do work. You're always going to have, like, something that can do a little bit better. Right. But But it's also, like, asking, like you said, how does someone manage or lead other people? mm -hmm. What is that style like? You know, is it it a drill sergeant or is it someone who's more empathetic and really going to, like, understand, like, you still have life that goes on? Are you going to be pushed? How are people pushed here? Like, or is it more of a revolving door? Is there a lot of turnover here? Mm-hmm. Like leaving the company? Yeah. How many people move up and where are they at? How long does that take? If you think you have 
uh, a spot or um, position you want to go for in a different department, make sure you understand that you really know what that entails Mm -hmm. before you do that. Because then they're going to invest time and money into training you. If you don't really want to be doing that, you're just wasting everybody's time, including your own, and you're not doing what you think you really want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's tough. Like That's a tough um, path to navigate because, and the one thing I didn't like is I was so at the mercy of everybody else's perception of my value. That That is my problem. Mm-hmm. When someone else's perception of my value controls my life, then I'm no longer in control. Right now, I'm in control of my life. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I have a boss, but I'm in control of my life. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, yeah, I love that. You know, there are people who love that work environment. So make sure that you still have your sense of control. Understand like, hey, I can't do anything I want. I still have reports. I have a boss. If you like it, you like it. But that was, you know, back to your question. Yeah, college, you had more freedom. We, we've kind of gotten a little sidetracked. But um, I, for me, yeah, freedom of of being able to control what I want to control and not having someone else tell me how much I'm worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say go after something that you can be successful and do it in the way you want to or... I mean, keep do, it legal. Do, do, do something <laughs> where if you fail or if you come up short, you do it on your own terms and not because someone else said you failed. Fail, fail the way you want to fail because that's how you learn the best. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you fail at something because you didn't follow procedure right or if someone told you you didn't do it right, I mean, that's one thing, but make sure it's... It's, it's failing to the point where you can learn something valuable from it and it doesn't make you feel worse because you did. Yeah, an office job or other, consistently ask, all right, what could I have done better? Like ask the person who is telling you, no, that's wrong or could have done it this way. Be like, okay, what could I have done better here? Mm-hmm. Because you also kind of have to, I mean, if they tell you it's not up to par, it's not up to par. And that's part of that game too. Is they're your boss, right? They have the, they have the authority to say that. Yep, they do so. Keep that in mind. But yeah, most most people are not going to try to come down on you when you are constantly asking how to make it better. Because at the end of the day, you're there to make your boss look good. It's mm-hmm. true. And I used to tell my boss, I was like, "Look, man, I'm here to make you look good." Like, help me do better. Like, you're telling me on my review that this was not at this level when I thought it was. We're on a different page. What's wrong here? Dissect it. If you don't know, you're just going to stay frustrated and pissed off and let it all build up, and then you're going to resent that person. Mm-hmm. They might not not even have anything against you. Or they might. I know that happens. But side note, hope that kind of answered your question. Yeah. Well, what I mean, people who are in a situation like that, what are some things that they can do to to flourish? 
if they feel like they're in a situation where their creativity is limited, if there's a lot of external forces that choose the way they do things, whether, I mean, I guess what are some things people can break through to kind of, even though they're in a job with, with tight role responsibilities, what are some things they can do to make that job their own and make, because you can, you can work at a corporation and still be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur yeah. of your job description and make it better. Well, I'd say, are you on your path to be in the position or department or head of X, Y, and Z? Are you taking steps towards that? Mm-hmm. And if you are, then if you're in a certain role that just kind of sucks... And you feel limited, but you're still making strides towards your end goal. Then I think at that point you have to understand like, okay, I'm here for a very limited time. While I am here, I can have people have a really high perception of value of me or not. Mm -hmm. So it might suck for a while, but if you know it's very short term, like, okay, this is just get me by until I hit this point, and then I'm good. Then that's a lot better. I'll, I'll enjoy that more, and we'll be good to go. I think it's accepting it in that term of like, okay, I'm not like a victim here, don't have that victim mentality. I'm, I'm here to work for this reason because once I get here, I can do a lot better things mm-hmm. and have more freedom. Or if you're just unsure... And that's tough trying to go about it to create your own freedoms with it. I'd I'd say if you want to create something, but you feel limited, create a more efficient way of doing one of your procedures. Mm -hmm. Start there. I'm biased because I'm just, for whatever reason, I like efficiency. Yeah. So find a way to do something better, faster, more accurate in one of your regular um, monthly reports, weekly, whatever it is. Improve one of those and then take it to whoever you need to take it to. Be like, hey, what if we did it this way? Do you think it would save us time? Mm -hmm. You save time, you save money. And you make other people's jobs and lives easier. If you make it less seem less tedious and a lot easier... It's not going to suck as much. Right. Because they're going to ask you, what's in it for me? So I'd start there. Yeah. If you can save time, like look, and they're going to either take it to who they need need to take it to or implement it or they're not. And I always got the latter when I would try to propose something to change for efficiency's sake. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. Yeah. I think another thing is broaden the scope of your role. If, you're, if you want to make great change in your organization you're going to have to do a little bit more than just work within your own work within your own team. I think a big thing is obviously take care of your normal responsibilities and make sure you do your job right, but take it a step further and look for different areas within say say you're in a finance department, I'll just say that. Okay. I mean, mostly in corporations you have your team, but there's multiple teams within your overall department sure. usually, usually. Sure. That you may not work with closely on a daily basis. But you guys are interconnected in some way. I think it's a matter of stepping back and seeing the bigger picture than what your own role is. And this could give you opportunities to jump on 
side projects with other teams. That people take notice. Mm-hmm. Look for opportunities like that where you can work with other teams. Cross functionality within teams. So if you're, say you're in a spot where it's like, man, I don't think, like people know who I am, but I think everyone thinks I'm just here to do my reports, turn them in, and call it a day. But I really want to change the perception of me. Like I want to up the ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. So say you're in that spot where you think people aren't really noticing you. They don't give a shit. They leave you be. And you're just kind of floating by. Where do you start? Just talk to people. Schedule one-on-ones with people and ask them about what they do. Okay. Like who? Uh, anybody else in your department. For I, I'd say the first couple of weeks at your job, you should be scheduling one-on-ones with people on your team to find out what their responsibilities are, what they're good at, and what they struggle with in their role. Like what prevents them from being good within their own role. Figure those things out about people. Just like you would in, any, in approaching anybody. Find out what their ideal outcome is of what they're doing. Figure out any problems they're facing and deliver solutions to them. Okay. I like that. Find, out, also find a, out people's pain, like pain points. Find out, like, because at the end of the day, you want to make people's lives easier and right. save time for people, but you can't do that unless you figure out what they face and what's not good about what they do. Huh. Be a problem solver because there are problems. The world ain't perfect. Damn straight. Processes and corporations, like the way things are done. That's that's not God's law. Pe- people made those processes, yeah. so people, other people can change them. I've said that before. Laws and rules are made by man. So, who says that the people today can't change them or make them better? It's a very good point. And we've said that, but that's something that you can always, always take into a situation. Well, I like I've kind of implemented implemented this at my work. Like we've been working, like we're the sales department, but we've been working with the marketing department on a piece of marketing material that we can leave behind when we cold call a business. Okay, like we, a we brochure a, type deal? Or? Mm-hmm. We have we have brochures that we leave, but the people, we, we think there's a more effective way of communicating the information that we have on these brochures. And we've been working with the marketing department to create a more efficient marketing material to leave behind, especially being in a new market. That's an example of something we've done. Yeah, and okay. that gives you an opportunity to work cross functionally with the marketing department, who we don't work with on a daily basis. But we, I, th- I think that's a key relationship, though, in an organization. Is sales oh, absolutely. And then me, along with everybody else in the sales department, saw that. So that's what we've been doing. Yeah, and, and anybody can like, do that. Like marketing teams, I've I've had friends who have done marketing that like they back up the salespeople. So like you need to have a very good relationship with your marketing person. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like maybe they don't get you what you need right on time for that next sales event. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like having that relationship. Like they're kind of behind the scenes for you in some aspect. So making sure you're in good with them too. Mm-hmm. But then you work well with them. They talk. Right. They're like, yeah, my sales rep so-and-so, my sales rep Tim, good dude. Man, he he takes care of me. I take care of him. We're one, two. We get shit done. So I'm like, ooh. You know, I I need someone to kind of help me with this for the next few weeks. It's a very short term. 
how does he perform? How does he do? It's like, well, from what I understand, pretty, like, you know, and they're gonna, and you never know who's talking to who, but how, how you interact and treat people and, and, you know, hustle. We talked about how to get out of certain, certain spots where you're just kind of stuck. Got to make yourself stand out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it takes the right person, one person to listen to this podcast and then it's just the right person and something changes right. for the business. Same thing, but it's just, sometimes it's tough. You know, I found it just, what about when you just hate the environment so much, you don't even want to do that? Good sign to get out? What do you think? If you Because I got to a point where it's just like, man, I don't want to try to impress these clowns. Well, if it gets to a point where you don't see an opportunity for yourself to create value in an organization in your way that makes you better at the same time. We're just like that's when it's time. Your motivation to do it is just gone. It's zapped. It's like I don't want to work harder for these people, right? Or you see, you don't see an ideal. If you're not heading in the direction where you want to go, and if you don't feel like there's an opportunity for you to do work that gets you to where you want to go, then that that would be the time, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Which that's a tough realization to make too. Like, wow, it's time for me to move on. Time to quit my job. Yeah. I mean have have a plan before you just up and quit, you know, mm-hmm. bills. <laughs> but have a worthy ideal, a worthy end in mind that you're working for. And if that is something that you haven't been able to see for X amount of time within a company, that's when you start questioning, Oh, I need to be in an environment where I can create this for myself. Yeah. So That's hard. That's scary. It is, because a lot of times people don't even know the answer to that question. But you got to be confident that you're in an environment where you have the resources to figure that out and the flexibility and creativity to work through things to get to that point. Got it. I like that a lot. And that goes all the way back to what we were talking about, about when you're applying for companies. Really do your homework and, and ask yourself, hey... Does this company deliver solutions to customers that I want to help aid? Like, just look at different things, things like that, and ask yourself, what does this company do to solve problems for people at the end of the day? And how do I want to have a hand in that? I think it also comes to, I mean, for me anyway, how I want people to remember me. You know, like what. What did I really change on the world? What are people going to think of me? Like, ah, oh, yeah, he did some cool shit. Like, no, that dude did some shit. So it's like, what? What? what is your true value purpose? Not someone else's perception of your value or purpose. Mm-hmm. But again, that's tough. It's tough to find, you know, we think we're on a right path. We might not be. We don't know. We're trying it out. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I like, I like where your head's at on that one. Yeah. I know you're savvy with, with those types of things, too. You're good in those situations. It's, it's so easy to see things as they are. But sometimes you got to see things as what they're capable of becoming. Yeah. 
but also accepting if that's not going to turn out to be the case. Mm. Good shit. What do you think about a little bit of book talk? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think we've been given given the book talk. I want to keep up with that. Right. I um, saw someone recommend this to me. Uh, when God writes your love story. Cause sometimes I struggle with like relationship stuff and, and things. And uh, so one thing that hit with me was when you're doing uh, things or, you know, you're trying to find the person for you, like, are you trying to have too much of a hand in it and then asking for God's blessing later? Or did it just kind of happen to come to fruition and you weren't trying to work it or have too much of a hand in it? And I was like, man, how many things have I done in my life to where I'm like, please let this work out? Mm-hmm. And then with certain things, it's like, you know, it's different of like, you know, I really hope this podcast works out. You know, it's different praying for that than like, oh, I think I want this person. Please let this work out. Or like, make this work out. Then I'm like, hmm. Just a different way of thinking of of certain things that forced me to be like, wow, with this, like, I had a few examples where I was... Um. Yeah, I had a few. I was like, "Man, that that was me," and it didn't work out. So, just it was an interesting. Uh, like I said, s- something that I kind of have struggled with in the past, but was an interesting perspective of of how much are you trying to have your hand in something or not. So, how's that changed your perspective going forward? Moving forward, I think I'm kind of not as focused on that area of life right now. You know, like if, um, you know, think things happen or come up, and you know, I'm working on being on better terms with 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 an ex and stuff, and not that like, oh fuck you. It's just like, you know it. For me, it's letting more things just come and not try to push something or I don't want to say force. Force is a bad word, but um, for me in general, just letting that side more come to me and letting it work itself out. And then, you know, some people say like, oh, well, you got you to gotta put some effort into it. Yeah, sure. I mean, but at the same time, I'm focused on the things that I'm focused on the most. And then when it's time, when the time is right for that to be an integral part of my life, that'll show. But I also have to feel strongly about that too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not done with the book. It's good though. I can tell it's going to benefit me a lot. And it's, you know, whether you believe in God or not, it's got some good lessons in there too, some good insights, ways to look at things. And so, yeah, just moving forward, it's not that I think I always try to force things with people, but I think having less of a hand in it sometimes is good for me. And just focusing on the things that I want to do, 
and focus on and what I think is really my path, my purpose. And then those parts of life I think will will come when they need to. Right. I think that, that gives you more peace of mind too. Right. Like you won't be as stressed if you right. take that. Because I feel like lately I feel like we live in this environment to where people want that side of their life like handled. Mm-hmm. Like they want it dealt with. They want it checked off. I've talked to friends where it's like, oh, it's, you know, kind of, I need to decide. It's like, says who? Like, decide if you're going to marry someone or not. Like, you don't need, need to decide that until you're ready to decide that. Mm-hmm. Live for a while. Go do fun things. Travel. I don't know. I just, I feel like. We're used to the. I feel like things are getting rushed in. We're used to the deadline aspect. mentality. Yeah. We've grown up in a society where we've been to school. Oh, we've I've gone to school. I've not heard about that. And like, just, I've not heard someone put it that way. Right. Like, we're used to having deadlines. Most of the time, we're in school or work, and we have things we need to get done. I think we kind of lose sight of that in our own regular personal life decisions. Whoa. Isn't that crazy to think about? Because I, I see that with myself, too. So your, your, your goals and dreams should have deadlines, obviously, but know when is the right time to just let things go and let things play out because we think we think we have the ideal life planned out for ourselves but i do believe there's something above us yeah maybe that's kind of changed like so yeah we have certain deadlines for like the podcast like this day is this episode this day is this blog article but like there's still no set destination for it like we're still kind of going as we go mm-hmm. and same thing with the agency that I have with Brady like we know we want to take it but there's no set like end thing it's just like let's see where it goes I mean my my day job I love it to death and we know where we want to take it but we have certain deadlines and times that we really need to have a, a decision made on certain things, but it's still, we're flowing, we're doing our own thing still. So maybe that's why I'm getting better at just kind of letting, well, mm-hmm. s- going to start to try to be better at letting things come and naturally happen. It's good. I think everybody everybody can work on that to a degree. So Yeah, I think you just need to worry about what I can control more. And then not worry about what I can't like feelings, emotions, things like that. You can't really control as much. Yeah. We want to, but you can't like this. We control. We all want what we want right now. And we think we're uh, re- we, we think we're ready for it. Right we have now. this immediate sense of urgency. Like we want it now. We, we start going to the gym. We want to see a six-pack now. We want monster muscles now. Or like we want to be filthy rich now. But all that trench work, how do I build a bridge right over that? I want to skip that part. There's a reason you don't have it right now. Right. Like you got to go through the suck. Yeah. Like even the small, the small growing pains of us messing with our equipment and that cutting into you know burning time precious time you don't plan for that you don't mm-hmm. know that's going to happen then it does and it's like all right 
Now what? And it's frustrating, but sometimes you got to take a step back and this is part of the process. Mm-hmm. This was meant to happen. This is part of it because it's happening right now. Right. It's all about how we respond to it. Right. What are we going to do today to get ourselves closer to where we want to go? I've had, that's funny you say how are we going to respond to it because I've had that talk with my docs of like, you know, you have days where you just have this frustration or that frustration and it's like, Sometimes it just gets to you, and some days um, you might feel like you react more than you respond to a situation. And, and I've had that before. I'm like, hey, guys, I reacted more than responded to this situation. I was frustrated. You know, I'm sorry I didn't handle as best I could. And it's always, hey, we all do it. Let's learn, get better. We handled at the time how we needed to handle, and we got through it. But it's responding versus reacting. And reacting is that quick, irrational, emotional response of like right now. And responding is like, okay, take your breaths. Six to ten nice long deep breaths. Assess what decision do I need to make. Make it and go. I love it. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, at least you made a decision. Mm Mm-hmm. And that you can live with. Yeah. And so I've been just, even small stuff, I'm trying to make better decisions, be a better decision maker. Hey, should I order an Uber? Like, no, I'm just going to get a lift right now. Let's do it. Small stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just like make that. the decision. Uh, where do you guys want to go? I'm feeling this. Hey, let's go here. Oh, I don't like that. All right, where are we going then? Make a decision. Just small stuff. I'm trying to be better about making yeah. decisions. But yeah, responses versus reactions. I like that. Deliberate. So, easier said than done. Right. Right. Anything else you wanted to add to uh, work environment? We were kind of hitting that pretty hard. No, I think I think we hit. I think. In a, I do want to ask one more thing though before uh, we wrap this up. So, in those environments, because I feel like there could be people who are man easy. It's easier to say, you guys are on the mic, you know, you love your jobs, you're blessed for a fortunate circumstance, which we are. I'm in a shithole position, and now you want me to put more effort into something that I hate. How are you productive in unproductive environments? Maybe, and not every job is like this, but what if someone is just surrounded by negativity by people who just... They suck the life out of them. Like going to work is soul sucking. And you want them to put in extra effort, start one-on-ones with people, start this and that. How do you make that shift? Like how do you stay productive in that unproductive or like less than ideal situation, environment? How do you keep the wheels moving? Right. Well, I think first thing is be more diligent about the way you budget your time each day. Don't, Don't become a victim of everybody else. Don't don't let their negativity and spread to you, in a way. So be more diligent about the way you plan your weeks, plan your days, and stick to it. Like win from within and and plan your own stuff out, and then you can work on being. That's your, hard. And it's really hard. Yeah. And that's that's where what your ideal vision for your role is and what your ideal vision for how you want to grow is, define that and answer those questions. And 
budget your time out each day, but also set an example for other people. Do things that are gonna that people will notice and and bring happiness to them. And we talked about it. We talked about delivering value to other people's positions and saving them time and making your own position better. Think of ways to do that. And that's when people start to take notice. Because if you if you dominate your own position and dominate do well, like people take notice of that. And that's how you set an example for other people. Because I think what we talked about kind of sets the stage for be an example for other people in an unproductive environment. Because if people see you trying to figure out ways to make your position better, they're going to do the same. I would hope. Because that may not all be the same, but that's where reaching out and working with other teams and giving gifts to other people in your organization by saving them time. That When you impact someone else, they're going to want to impact someone else. I dig it. You know what I'm saying? Like You yep. can make your own position better, but in the process make impacts on other people make those key connections within your organization because that's how the chain reaction starts because people get in because if you don't do that that's what leads to an unproductive environment people are so focused on just doing their work and leaving at a certain time and if everyone does that what's their environment going to be like yeah and be okay telling yourself it's not for you anymore it's time to get out Mm -hmm. that's okay I dig it, man. Anything else? Oh, I think that's all I have. I think you crushed it. I think you did too, brother. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Go crush it. Hope uh, hope you have some good takeaways from this one. Hope you found some value. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening, as always. And uh, Tim, anything else? I think I've asked you about three times. One more thing. In an unproductive environment, lay down challenges for other people. Ooh. Motivate people to do something above and beyond. All right. See if they do it or not. That's a Carnegie tactic of influencing people. Lay down a challenge. Okay. I like it. That's funny because one of my docs did that to me today. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it starts. Make that connection. All right. I, I like it a lot. But yeah, have a, have a good week and... Try to do something different this week. I don't even know what that would be, but if you're st- if you feel like you're stuck in a routine, try to make some small improvement in some way that's different than what you've been doing. You never know. Sometimes life's biggest changes and life's biggest improvements come from the smallest little changes. So play around with it. Try it. Try different stuff. I like that. I'm going to try something. All right, everybody. Till next time.